You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. You ever hear a sound go bump in the night, wakes you up? I do. Yeah, remember that time in Tennessee when we, uh, you were awoken by a, uh, how do you say, unknown sound? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> the bump in the night usually wakes me up and then I wake you up. Yeah. So, yeah, there was something um, in our cabin while we were on vacation in Tennessee and it woke me up and of course I turned to you and I said, hey, uh, there's something going on in the kitchen over there. You should go check it out. And I just brushed it off like, uh, no, I don't hear anything. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, <laughs> I don't I don't take that. So I said, no, <laughs> wake up. Something's in there. So then we're laying there and then I, he- I do hear it. And I hear this movement and... It's pitch black. This is like a little small efficiency cabin. So the kitchen is the living room. It's the bedroom. It's all right there. And um, I hit the light on. And, you know, of course, the sound stops at first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, be still. Then you'd hear it again. It's like, all right, it's coming from over here. And I look. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> There's that bag on the counter. And it was our, our, we had potato chips Um, in it. So, of course, you know, it was wide open. And we finally realized that the sound is still going on now at this point. And uh, the the bag is moving. So, you you (laughs) go over to look inside. And there's a mouse inside of the bag eating these chips. Yeah. And what we determined, too, funny enough, if you remember, um, because it was a big bag, he had to have climbed up in the cabinet or somehow he was higher than the bag. Because oh, yeah. what, what woke me up was a loud poof. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we determined he must have fallen in the bag of chips. Somehow he got somehow in there. Somehow he yeah. was in his glory. He didn't gnaw his way through the bottom. No, he did not. There were no <laughs> holes in it. Um, and then it's like, well, what do we do? We kill this mouse in in the bag? You can't do that. So, what, you know, what do I do? I, he's in a bag of chips. Just put him outside. Let him enjoy the chips. Let him enjoy the chips. But uh, there was a sign outside of the cabin that said, don't leave food outside. Yeah. Um, it attracts wildlife. The bears. The bigger mice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So poor little guy. I think he just uh, tossed him out to the wolves, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that little guy got into something that was bigger than he could handle, huh? I mean, to somehow mm. get himself into that bag of chips. Yeah. Uh, took some took some effort, some work, or maybe he fell into it on accident. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes me think about in life sometimes we fall into things that are a little too big for us to handle too. All the time. Yeah. Uh, I have a way of getting us into some predicaments, this don't I? This is true. This is true. <laughs> and, and then that's when I say, oh, Lord, help me get out of this mess I made no, for myself. No, <laughs> no. That's when you say, nah, it's not that bad. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> and then when I say next time. Do you remember what happened last time? <laughs> oh yeah, but it would be fine. I'm getting better. I'm getting better at uh 
listening to you and learning from my mistakes. <laughs> or maybe I'm getting better at getting through to you. Yeah. Hmm. I'm starting to see. Yeah, you're <laughs> on to something. Um, what verse uh, did it remind you of? So it reminded me of Exodus uh, chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. And for context, this is... Um, when the Israelites left Egypt and they were coming to the Red Sea and the people were, you know, terrified, they had the Egyptians um, chasing them down and, you know, they turned to Moses and were like, what are we going to do? Um, they cried out to the Lord. And then in verse 13, it says, and Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today for the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall never see them again, no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you and he, and ye shall hold your peace. So it just made me realize that even though we fall into things that are too big, I mean, they were faced with something that was beyond massive anything we could ever imagine is what they turned life threatening saw. Yeah. yeah um and and god said just watch what i'm gonna do you know this this might be a little bit too big for you to deal with but i have it all you have to do is hold your peace and trust that he's got mm-hmm. it and the people as said they cried out unto the lord they did right so they turned to him for strength for sustenance and uh and he came through that's what yeah. he does. Um, in fact, the scripture that I was reading, it was in Isaiah. Um, and it's Isaiah 58, verse 6. And it says, you know, is this not the fast which I chose to loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? So you know, it's, it's not God's will that you be heavy burdened. But that he came to break that yoke, to uh, help you, to fight for you. Mm-hmm. Um, those Israelites that escaped Egypt, they had just came out of seeing miracles before the very eyes of God come through. Mm-hmm. And then here they get to the Red Sea. And then, it, you know, for a second there, it seems like maybe there's some doubt. Like, I know you could get me through all of the other trials in life. Right. And then they get themselves in this bigger trial. And it's almost like, okay, I know you got me through all that, but can you get me through this? Right. Yeah. And, and he does. He does. So you'd think that after that, the Israelites are just on fire and they're like, hey, God, God can get me through anything. And I'm going to trust him fully from this moment on. There's no more doubting whatsoever. I'm all in. <laughs> You'd think that, right? You would think so, but they are human and took them a couple more years. A couple years. Yeah. Like 40 <laughs> or so. In the wilderness of sin. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even seeing God come through for them, we find, uh, let's see, we were talking about it earlier. It was an exit, back in Exodus again, um, 33, and they're going through the wilderness and they're getting ready to, to to start taking the promised land and get the land which is theirs but god tells them um that you know this land that he swore to abraham isaac and jacob to your descendants i will give it this is in exodus 33 verse 2 i will send an angel before you and i will drive out the canaanites the amorites and all the the people in the land mm. so 
we we often think about that story of the Israelites going and making war against the people, and they're they're the ones really doing the the fighting and getting right. the victory. But the scripture says, "I, God, I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out." So mm-hmm. again, it's it's God that does the rescuing. Absolutely. So how did that mouse feel? Well, uh, we were looking at the scriptures and found a psalm that just might really capture how he felt being in a situation bigger than himself, uh, fell into this trap filled with chips. But what's the, what's the <laughs> psalm say? Psalm 142. It's actually titled Prayer for Help in Trouble. There you and go. It sounds very fitting. Um I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, you knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, for there is no one who regards me. There is no escape for me. No one cares for my soul. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. There you go. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know if in that story with the mouse, if I'm the persecutor, if, <laughs> if I'm the... Uh, uh, or the, from the helper, and God was using me to help help that little mouse. It says the righteous will surround me, so maybe we. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the poor thing. He he did. He was brought very low within, yeah. you know, the trap. But you know, not to make light of it, because sometimes we do genuinely fall into you know areas that just feel really deep and really low for us. Um, yeah, well, I was thinking of the song Overcome by mm-hmm. Jeremy Camp. and I mean, I love all of his stuff, but especially that song just talks about overcoming. Yes. And so I looked up the lyrics of the song while you were reading that. And when you think, okay, well, how does he say in that song really about overcoming? And really, the lyrics are about praising God for the victory. And he's saying, Savior, you know, worthy of honor and glory. You're worthy of all praise. You overcame. Jesus, awesome in power forever. So he's just praising God in this song. Um, And it makes me think of Hebrews 12, where it talks about fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. So sometimes when we find ourselves in those impossible situations and we ask, what do I do? I mean, how how do I even go on? Just fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lift your praise to him, just like that mouse did in that psalm. And it says you overcame. The victory is yours. The victory is already won. Um, and he goes on to say, awesome and great is your name. You overcame. So sometimes it's just being still and praising God, mm. fixing our eyes upon him, um, and, and let him break every chain. Let him fight your battles. Break every chip. <laughs>